0: Ephesians chapter 5 in your Bible tonight. See Ephesians chapter 5. I don't know about you, but when we sing songs, there's always a memory that goes along with it the older we get. Uh, my dad's favorite song, How Great Thou Art. And my mom's favorite song, Love Lifted Me. All of those there in heaven now. I'm thankful my dad got saved at 51 years of age. And uh, I, uh, I just think about it tonight when we were singing. I couldn't help but wipe a tear or two, from uh, though, though it's been since 1997 that he passed. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, one of the evidences of being filled with the Spirit. Look at verse, we'll start with verse 18. And be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled or controlled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. One of the evidences of being controlled by God's Holy Spirit is singing. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life we sang songs about sorrow and grief and despair and... and, uh, he keeps me singing. We'll sing at the end of the service tonight. But there are times that I, I've lost my song. I don't know about you, but I, there have been times. I, I, I can wake up in the morning, my wife says, I wake up in the morning singing, and I go to bed at night singing. I, I, I love to sing all the time. Even when I'm hoarse, I, I can still sing. And uh, in uh, people in hospice visits, they say, Preacher, do you sing? I got an interview with a company on Friday for a part-time chaplain's job in Fort Mill. And they'll ask me, do you sing? And I'll say, uh, whether they want me to or not. I mean, I'll say, well, I'll <laughs> sing. We'll just sing. And, uh, but there have been times that I've, I've lost my song. I, uh, you say, preacher, I can't sing. Uh, this, these verses of scripture do not talk about your ability to sing. It talks about the filling of God's spirit within. He puts a song inside your heart, a new song in our heart, even praise to our God. And we can't help but sing. We can't help but sing. My mom was in a nursing home in Somerville down around Charleston. And and, uh, she was in there the last four months on hospice care. And I, this has been, she died in 2004. So 2004, I would go and... uh, My sisters took their turns staying with her and then going home to the house that my parents had at night and then going back during the day. Some of you have been through that already. You know that one of the things that uh, those of us, as we've grown older, have realized that uh, we thought, boy, this is our kids are, you know, up and grown. We thought uh, maybe, you know, we're on easy street now until we realized we had to take care of our parents. And that was, that's a blessing. It was a love gift. They, they loved us. It's our turn. Well, uh, my turn uh, was always from uh, Thursday morning because I would preach on Sunday morning and then uh, ministry all the way through until after the Wednesday night service. And on Thursday morning, I'd gather up my books and stuff and I would travel down to Somerville from Columbia, Irmo. And it was my turn from Thursday until late Saturday afternoon. One night, it was a a month or so before my mom passed away, we would roll, I'd roll uh, her in there to a room, or either I would make sure that she was uh, getting comfortable in the bed and have the nurse come in and get her ready. And uh, as I began to sing Amazing Grace, the Old Rugged Cross, and just all kinds of songs, people would roll those wheelchairs up in the hall and they'd start coming gathering up outside the room there. And boy, they'd say, sing another one, preacher, sing another one. Uh, we sang and sang her songs, Love Lifted Me. And finally, I knew that Mama was, was wearing down because she taught us about singing. She was coming from a singing family, eight children, four boys, four girls. The boys sang in a quartet called the Lindsay Brothers Quartet in southern Arkansas and Louisiana. And uh, the four girls sang together. She sang the alto part, uh, the, four girl, the four sisters singing together. And one time I was singing, and after I finished singing, she said, Gary, that's enough. (laughs) Now, when Mama says it's enough, that's enough. I'm just going to (laughs) say, that's enough. Uh, I mean, you can only have so much of a good thing, you know what I'm saying? and uh, (laughs) Maybe you don't know how to sing. My dad, who loved that song, How Great Thou Art, saved at age 51. He could not carry a tune in a bucket. He couldn't even find the handle on the bucket. He tried to sing How Great They art and Hold to God's Unchanging Hand and all those songs, and he, he, he never could get the notes out right, but he still loved it because God had redeemed him at 51 years of age, and he had a song in his heart to sing. Several years ago in a Bible conference at Bob Jones University, Dr. Jack McCormick from, that taught at Tennessee Temple Dr. McCormick was preaching in Bible conference and he said he'd been singing up on the platform by Dr. Bob III. Dr. Bob III and his wife, Bennett. Bennett's passed away now, but they they came to our wedding when Linda and I got married. He said, singing up next to Bob III, he says, this man does not know how to sing. He says, when he sings, it sounds like a truckload of lard buckets ran into a truckload of geese. (laughs) Maybe that's the way you sing. I don't know. But you need to have a song in your heart. And we still sing to one another. Whether you've got a good voice or can't carry a tune. Sing to one another. Matter of fact, I love the, what the Bible talks about when it talks about singing. Matter of fact, over 150 times in the Bible refers to sing, singing or singing it says in Zephaniah 3 and verse 14 that the Lord joys over us with singing. I love that. Amen. When I, my wife passed, as I said, I, I lost my song for a while. I, uh, I remember people would say, preacher, I know you're doing better because I, I hear that song coming back again. There are times that we need to hear songs like, Oh, yes, he
1: cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. I needed to hear that. He cares. Oh, yes, he cares.
0: I need to hear songs about that. And the Lord rejoices over us with singing. Psalm 40, verse 2 says, He hath put a new song in my heart, even praise to our God. When we sing, we are singing unto the Lord, but here we're encouraged that we're also singing to one another. By the way, we are the choir. We are the choir. A lot of churches, people will have choirs and they'll say, Lord, I just want to hear somebody else sing. Tonight, I want you to know, when we just sang that third verse of how great thou art, you, per, you showed me exactly what we're supposed to be doing. You are the choir. You are the choir. And I'll tell you, in this church, it is a joy to hear people sing. I've been in churches that, I mean, you couldn't hear a squeak. If somebody started to sing, they said, oops. They were almost bashful to get... But not here. Crossroads people sing. And you can tell that there, there's a song in your heart. That the filling of the Spirit of God is coming out on the outside through the songs that you sing. 1 Chronicles 16:9 says, Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk you of all his wondrous works. 1 Chronicles 16:23, sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Nehemiah 12 and verse 42. We may, uh, we'll maybe preach a message or two in Nehemiah sometime in the future. But it says that they, the singers sang loud. <laughs> I underlined that in my Bible. The singers sang loud. And uh, there was a man that was, he called me this week, one of the deacons at the church where I just pastored uh, in Whiteville, North Carolina. Billy is a, he's as southern, he was southern when country wasn't even cool. But uh, he does the best he can with singing. And uh, he sings uh, Wonderful Peace. I love to hear him sing that old song. Or he'll sing, um, thanks to Calvary, I don't live here anymore. Or he'll sing a song. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'd have him pick out a song that I wanted him to sing because he sang it so many times over and over. He was a drunk, uh, saved at age 32 years of age. That's why thanks to Calvary was a kind of a testimony song for him. But one time uh, right after he got saved, his his wife was a Christian. His Some of his kids had gotten saved and and they were inviting him to church on Father's Day one one year, uh, a long time ago. Now, he's in his uh, 70s now. I think he's four years old now, four, 76 years old. And um, But about when he was 32 years of age, his kids invited him to church on Father's Day. And there was a church there that... Uh, it was a Southern Baptist church, but they had an independent Baptist preacher preaching in there in a revival meeting and uh, preached the, the house down. I mean, just, uh, just preached the, the gospel. And he said, I went away from there. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And so for about, I don't know, three, four, five weeks or so, he just just remembered what that preacher had preached. And, and uh, so we went back on another invitation to church. And they sang at the invitation, Love Lifted Me. And he said, I don't remember when we started that song or when it was over. He said, I hit the altar down there, and I gave my heart to Jesus. Right after that, he went back, and somebody said, Billy, I heard you sing. He said, yeah, I'll do my best. They said, well, they picked a song out for him to sing and said, would you sing this Sunday? And so he sang. And an older lady in that church, she's passed away now, but he tells this story over and over again. We've heard it so many times. He said, he he sang the best he could that Sunday in that special, and as he was going back to the back of the church, that older woman met him and said, Billy, at least you tried. (laughs) At least you tried. I don't know about you, but at least we tried, didn't we? We try. Sing. Sing loud to the Lord. Psalms of praise and thanksgiving to our God. Sing as Lily played for us about how great Thou art. Sing about God's power. Sing of God's greatness. Sing of his mercy. Sing of his faithfulness. Sing of his goodness. Turn with me to Psalm 13 verse 6. You know the Psalms are written to be sung, songs. Very interesting to look at what the Bible has to say about singing. Psalm 13 verse 6 says, I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Amen. Amen. I've got something to sing about. He's redeemed my soul. God's been good to me. Psalm 21, verse 13. Psalm 21, verse 13. You may want to mark these. 21, 13 says, Be thou exalted, O Lord, in thine own strength, so will we sing and praise thy power. 30, in verse 4. Psalm 30, and verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Psalm 56, verse 16. 56, 16. There is no Psalm 56, 16. 92, 1. 92, 1. I wrote the wrong number down. It might be six. Um, 92.1. It's interesting sometimes to go through the Bible and read just the first verse of each of the Psalms. Have you ever done that before? It, it is a blessing to do that. Psalm 92 verse 1 is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Psalm 95 and verse 1. O oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a, a joyful noise to the rock Of our salvation. We joke about making joyful noises, but I just want you to know that I don't care whether your voice is raspy or not on tune or what, just sing. Just sing. Psalm 100, many of you know this psalm by heart. Psalm 100 does say, Make a joyful noise in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with, with singing, with singing. Psalm 104. Psalm 104, verse 33. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Psalm 126. Psalm 126, verse 1 says, When the Lord turned away the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream, then with our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. Did you know other people take notice about our song? Other people take notice about our song. We won't read it tonight, but Psalm 138, verse 1 says, Praise Him with our whole heart. Praise Him with our whole heart. At the end of the Last Supper in the New Testament, Jesus and His disciples sang a hymn. They sang. Paul and Silas, we... Preaching through the book of Philippians, and you know the start of the church was with Lydia getting saved on a riverbank, and then a jailer getting saved there in Philippi. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, we find that Paul and Silas there in the prison sang praises at midnight. They sang praises to their God. You and I are to sing. Look at Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. There is a correlation in Scripture, an interesting study for you sometime, is taking Ephesians chapter 5, being filled or controlled by God's Spirit, and then letting the word of Christ dwell on you richly from Colossians chapter 3. The evidences of that are the same. Colossians 3 and verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell on you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing in great, with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We're to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and, and studying about this. There, sometimes it's hard to find a distinction exactly what each of those words are talking about. Psalms are songs of praise. The early church, as you know, sang uh, the psalms with the psaltery. For about a thousand years from A.D. 500 to 1500, before the Reformation, the church didn't sing. The church was silent. When the Spirit of God, when people were genuinely saved and the Spirit of God was spoken about and they began to fill their life where they didn't hardly know the Word of God, it was always in a different language for most of them, But when they began to hear the word of God and realize what Jesus had done for them, the church began to sing again. (laughs) They sang psalms, songs of praise. They sang hymns, sacred songs whose primary purpose is praise. Sacred songs that were chanted to accompaniment of instrumental music. The plucking of, of of an instrument. Making melody in their heart to the Lord, it says. Literally, that is talking also about plucking a stringed instrument while uh, including vocal singing as well. The songs, spiritual songs, are those that minister to one another and worship the Lord. And songs that I I talk about, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, we sang tonight. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever, Psalm eighty nine, verse one. That was that's right out of the psalm we were singing tonight. Songs about the twenty third psalm, or maybe Psalm uh, eighty four, eleven. Some rendition of "No good thing with He withhold from them that walk uprightly." Are we singing the the hymns? Probably the oldest. Hymn in our hymn book written by Martin Luther is A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And uh, it talks about did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing. We try to base it, that's a second verse of A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And then spiritual songs. We'll sing a couple at the end of the service. I, uh, several years ago, went through and listed songs I would like to have sung at my funeral. I uh, realized one day that 43 songs was going to be way too many. (laughs) Linda has, um, we sang one of my favorite songs today. Uh, uh, We sang today Isaac Watts song, When I Survey." The Wondrous Cross, that's one of my favorite hymns in our, in our hymn book. Linda has some favorite songs, and I've written them down. Uh, and uh, one of them is a spiritual song. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. I love that song. I love it. And does Jesus care? We sang about that already. Those, that would, be, those would be spiritual songs. We are to sing to one another or speak, it says, singing to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs as one of the evidences of being filled with the spirit. It's the first evidence mentioned. It also mentions that we're going to be thankful people when we're filled with God's spirit, a grateful heart, a gratitude attitude is an evidence of being filled with the Spirit. And then in verse 21 of Ephesians chapter 5, it says we're going to submit to one another. Right before it talks about wives submitting to your husband, it says that we're going to submit to one another, mutual submission. Submitting is actually a a military term to line up under. And we're submitting one to another as as an evidence of being filled with God's Holy Spirit. So we're... We're singing, we're giving thanks, and we're submitting to one another. The ultimate voice of the one who will hear our song is the Lord. We're singing to the Lord. He's the one who provides the song, and he is the ultimate audience of our singing. It's not for our own attention or attracting attention to ourselves. It's not for entertainment. It's for rejoicing in and praising the Lord of heaven. Sebastian Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach said, the aim of all music is the glory of God. The aim of all music is the glory of God. The other day, last Sunday, when Mrs. Comfort played the piano and all these people who played the piano. I, it, is, it amazes me. I just look up and say, who's on the piano today? Uh, I love it. I love it. But when she played that special and when Lily played that, I, I could close my eyes and hear the words. And when Mrs. Comfort played the other day, I told her I, I could hear the words coming out of that piano almost. I like it when you display the words up here because as she went out, Miss comfort went out, she said her mama taught her years ago that the words were the most important part of the song. The words are the most important part of the song. And so the music ought to fit. The music should be honoring to God, not taking away from the truths of the text. This is not contemporary music, not rock music. It's music that honors the Lord and honors the text that we're singing. A spirit-filled Christian is a singing Christian. A spirit-filled Christian is a singing Christian. He's put a new song in our heart. Not the world's music, but his music. Psalm 89.1, as we sang it, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever." With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness. And when we sing and we sing in the congregation, we're singing also to the people next to us that they will hear the truths about God Himself. He's a great God, He's a faithful God, He's a righteous God, He's a God of justice. He's a God who loves us, a God of kindness to us, a God of mercy to us. And then we sing not only about praise to our God, but we sing about what we have in our salvation. I like the spiritual songs. I I mean, I like all of them. I like Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And you notice that in our service, I like to do a mix of all of those. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We're doing that tonight. But I like to sing about heaven, don't you? I like to sing. There's a lot of churches that sing very little about heaven. I believe it's because most of them don't know they're going there.
1: Heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a wonderful, heaven is a glorious, heaven is a wonderful place. But until then, my heart will go on singing. Until then, with joy I'll carry on. Until the day my eyes behold the city until the day God calls me home. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't Feel at home in this world anymore. More, more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus. More of his saving fullness see. More of his love who died for me.
0: Absolutely beautiful tonight. And we're singing the truths about God and about the glories of heaven and the praise of his name to one another. When I, uh, as I said, this is the 13th anniversary on Wednesday of my wife's passing and I lost the song. I, I didn't sing much, uh, there for a good while. And, um, At church one Sunday, we were singing this song, and uh, I I led the singing most of the time at our church. And uh, all of a sudden, I realized the song was back.
1: (laughs) I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sin and I won the victory. Sing it. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and He bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is due. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs,
0: singing making melody in your heart to the Lord. Let us sing to God's glory alone, that he be honored in our songs, that God is pleased in our songs, that the saints of God could be edified in our songs. Let's bow for prayer. (laughs) Lord, I've come into services before where my heart was heavy and the saints of God began to sing and my heart was renewed. Father, I pray that you would help us to sing. Being filled with the Spirit of God, help us to sing. (laughs) Help us, Lord, to sing to one another the truths about our God. I pray that, Lord, you would help us tonight realizing that the Lord has placed a new song in our heart, even praise to our God. And I pray that, Lord, you say, well, I've got a song in my heart. Well, that's where it originates, but it needs to come out. Let us sing to him by life and by lips, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name.